Hello there, and thanks for joining me in the uh, podcast today. Anger, violence, rage, all kinds of anger. That's my topic today. It's true, there are different kinds of angers, anger, and there's different levels of anger, different sources of anger, different ways we express our anger. Anger has, is, has a variety of faces associated with it. But the underlying issue of anger is hurt. It comes from hurt, and it perpetrates hurt. It uh, occurs within a hurtful relationship, and the expression of it hurts relationships. So, anger is a major emotion and feeling that we need to learn how to handle. Unfortunately, most of us don't know how to handle anger. We don't know how to handle our personal hurts and uh, sorrows. So we, in an unhealthy way, live with them, express them, carry them around, and spew them onto other people. You know, as a result of that, we live in a very violent world today. A very angry world. In fact, I think the world has become increasingly angry and violent within the last oh, almost 20 years. At least in my understanding, in my assessment, in the dealings with people in my counseling office as a psychologist, I think the anger today is different than the anger it was 20 years ago. I think the violence today is greater than it was just 20 years ago. We've had anger forever, and we've had violence, you know, forever. But we see it more pervasive and more intense, and at a deeper level today than ever before. It prevails in every community. It prevails in every church. It prevails in every business office. It prevails within every boardroom. It prevails within every uh, community organization. Anger is often a reason why people come together. And when you come together because of anger, you have nothing more than a, con a collection of anger. Social justice, the people who perpetrate ideas of what they call social justice, look out after the welfare of others in some way, is often brought about because they're angry. They're angry at the way the world is. They're angry at the way that things are. So they come together and in their own way to do something about it. But it's motivated under anger. Motivated for anger and perpetrated through acts of violence. Sometimes violence is mild. Sometimes violence is pretty brutal. So anger is a very emotion with which we all have to deal within ourselves and in the relationships we have. You know, you can easily divide anger into three kind of levels, if you think of it that sense, or types of anger that way. You have very mild anger, and I'm going to say on a 10-point scale, that represents maybe a one, two, or three. That's like festering. That's like stewing on something. That's like just being frustrated. So I'm being just annoyed, okay? And that kind of it, that's a form of anger. And if we live that way, we speak that way, we relate to people that way with a certain degree of annoyance, a certain degree of, of um, uh, festering of ill will, 
Then there's a second form, which I'm calling moderate anger, and I'll put that on a 4, 5, or 6 on a 10-point scale. That has to do with being angry, but being able to control one's responses to anger. One can control one's expression of anger, but still that angry that anger is strong and there's that desire to speak out or the desire to strike back or the desire to attack where you've felt hurt and by whom you felt hurt. But it's still controllable. Just on the edge of controllability. Maybe at a time it might get out of control. But most of the time, 80% of the time, that anger is controlled. And it doesn't express itself in acts of evil or acts of violence or acts of ill will towards others. Hurt. And there's the third form of anger, which I just refer to as rage. That's on a 10-point scale. That's a 7, 8, or 9, maybe even a 10 on a 10-point scale. That's fits of rage. That's outbursts of anger. That's when anger just erupts within, almost sometimes suddenly and without warning, without any signs of uh, preparedness for it, if you will. But it gradually builds, it gradually builds and then settles in. But it settles in at a very high level and it doesn't take much of a spark to set the fire aglow. That's the third type of anger. That's the worst anger. That's the anger that is just destructive and violent and abusive. Now you can be with a person, you can live with a person that has low levels of anger, one, two, or three. And there are going to be times of annoyance, there are going to be times of irritability, but you get through them. It's going to be hard to live with somebody who's in the middle range of anger, who just kind of lives with anger but is able to control it. In other words, they're going to seize within, but they're going to be able to control it. That's going to be hard to live with a person like that, because anger is going to be more evident, it's going to be more public, it's going to be more demonstrated in a variety of ways, and that's going to be very hard to live with somebody like that. If you take it on, be prepared to have a great deal of anger cushion <laughs> so that you don't get hurt. But the third kind of anger is impossible to be around a person like that. It's impossible to live with a person like that. It's impossible to work with a person like that who just lives with rage on their tongue and in their lips at all moments, ready to be just spewed out upon you or somebody else. So the three levels of anger is are they're different, but there are words of caution at each level. Now, what are the signs of anger? I mean, how do you know? How would you know that a person is living with anger, particularly the lower levels of anger, where you may not even think of it as being angry. You might just think of it as being frustrated or something like that. But it's basically an underlying anger. How do you know? What are the signs of anger? Well, let me give you a couple of them, okay? Sarcasm. When people are, speak sarcastically, they're angry. That's angry people. Because sarcasm means the tearing of flesh, the tearing of flesh. It just kind of tear it away from the body itself. It's tearing. Sarcasm hurts. It cuts the person to the quick. It cuts the person to the core. That's sarcasm. Passive aggressive behavior is the second one. That means you don't want to hurt somebody directly. So you create a situation that will hurt them. In other words, you don't do something that they want you to do, and as a result of you not doing it, they feel hurt. 
They feel let down. They feel betrayed. And you've won because you've hurt them. And that's what you wanted to do by your passivity. And then you can just sit back and say, well, I didn't do anything. Yeah. It's the fact that, yes, you didn't do anything that led to the hurt because you were expected to do something. So passive-aggressive is when you kind of let somebody else do the dirty work. You let a situation, you create a situation to let it do it, to do your work, your dirty work for you. It's a manipulation. It's a calculation. It's a manipulation of situations and of people and events to cause hurt and to perpetrate hurt upon somebody that you feel angry towards. Depression is the third one. That's when you are angry, but you don't do anything about it. You just hold it within yourself. You take the blame for it. You're angry because of your own faults or your own failures, if you will. So you put yourself down in with some negative feelings and you become more and more depressed because you talk, you talk about yourself in negative, unappreciated manner and ways. Numbness is another one. When you have to live with hurt and you have to live with a difficult situation, such as in a difficult marriage, you just become numb. That's your anger. That's the way you're dealing with your, your anger. So you don't feel angry when you're numb. But you don't feel happy either. You don't feel any joy. You don't feel any sense of arousal. That's what numbness is all about. It's a way of coping. It's like being frozen in an emotional state. And the last one is empathy. Apathy. You know, apathy is when you just don't care anymore. You've been hurt. You've been hurt. You've been hurt. You've tried this. You've tried that. You've been promised this. You've been promised that. And it never improves, never makes things different. And you just become apathetic. You just don't care anymore. You go through the motions, but you just don't care anymore. You don't like your work. You don't like your employer. You don't like your job. You don't like the people you work with. But you go every day, and you just go with a sense of sadness and a sense of apathy, just kind of a dullness, a numbness in within yourself. And you just feel that continual hurt but you don't do anything about it. You just let it manifest itself in your own powerlessness and your own dysfunction and um, kind of feeling, I don't care. I really don't care at all. Now, when you think of anger, um, what's underneath it? You know, that's the way we express it, those five ways. That's how we express our anger. What's underneath it? Why are people angry? Why are you angry? What brings them out? What promotes anger? What's the deal with bringing about anger? Well, let me give you a couple of things, okay? Number one, you get afraid. Very afraid. You get that sense that you're going to lose control or that something's going to happen to you that over which you don't have any control. You get that rush of adrenaline of, of fear that something bad is about ready to happen. And you live with that, and you live with that, and you live with it, and eventually that creates a feeling of anger towards yourself and towards that situation that you're afraid of. It's a strong emotion, but it causes those strong emotions causes you to be weak or gives you the impression that you're weak and you're powerless over the situation. So you're afraid of it. It's like being afraid of a rattlesnake, but having to be up near a rattlesnake and having to live with one. Okay? Eventually that will get to you. You'll be angry that you have to live in that kind of situation and under those circumstances. Here's a second one underneath all that anger. It's when your opinion is invalidated. 
you know, that is when you have an opinion and uh, you would like to express your opinion. You want people to listen. You want people to hear you out. You want people to share with you your thoughts and your feelings and your ideas and your plans. But you know what? They shut you down. They criticize you. They don't want to listen. They don't want to consider it. They give it no voice. They give it no consideration whatsoever. In other words, they take your voice away. That's being invalidated. And when you're invalidated, you get to be very, very angry over that. That is, people ignore you and give you no sense of consideration. And that just makes you mad. That's anger. Here's the third way. Your ways are blocked. You want to do something. You have a plan. You have a goal. You have a, um, something to accomplish. You have, a, you have a desire to do something. And somebody just says to you, get out of my way. Get out of my way. And because they want their way. They don't want your way. And you're blocked. So it's like being cut off. Like when you're driving down a freeway or something like that, and somebody cuts you off, and they're, basically they're just saying, get out of my way. And when your way is blocked, that makes you angry. Because you're just kind of going along. You're trying to achieve your goal. You're trying to get home. You're trying to achieve some accomplishment that you're working on. And somebody just dissolves you in a moment's notice and gives you no voice and gives you no consideration. In fact, they block what you're trying to accomplish by not listening or by criticizing it or giving it no consideration and uh, or just interrupting you and stopping you from your talk, stopping you from expressing yourself, not even listening. Another source of anger underneath it all is when you're hurt. You know, we get hurt by people. You know, people hurt us. They say things. They, they express themselves in certain kind of ways. And uh, they hurt us. And uh, when, when we're hurt, we can obviously turn outward. We can blame others and we can act in an angry way towards others. But we can also just turn inward and just say, it's my fault. You know, and I deserved it. Or I'm young and that's what young people have to endure. But a hurt feeling is associated with a great deal of anger. When you're hurt, you feel angry. When you're hurt, you feel bitter. When you're hurt, you just feel like you have had your life ripped apart and stopped. No progress going forward. Hurt is a deep feeling within the emotions of an individual, within the heart, within the soul, within the gut of an individual. People who are important to us can hurt us by what they say, hurt us by expressions, by uh, voice, by facial expressions, by ignoring us, by uh, not paying attention when, when it's, we're talking and saying something that we think is very important. Or they just put us down. That's hurt. And another source of anger is when your own personhood is attacked. That is, you're called a name. Name calling is that. You know, you're referred to some uh, by, by somebody in a derogatory way. You're making some sarcastic remark towards you. And uh, then they joke about it. You know, that hurts. Because your very person, your very soul, your very individualism is hurt and attacked. And then lastly, when your expectations are unmet, 
You can be angry at that. We all have expectations. We want. We have goals. We have things we want to accomplish. We have things we'd like to do. We have things we'd like to participate in. And if somebody always says no to us, somebody always says they're going to help, somebody always stands in our way, somebody will not help us achieve our goal when we need help, when we even ask for help, they're not there to help us. That can create a great deal of anger. So anger assumes that our expectations were obvious to somebody, but they chose not to fulfill them. They chose not to help. They chose not to be part of our goal achievement and our goal attainment. In fact, they chose to be getting away and to hurt us. Let me just give you a couple things here about anger in terms of how you handle it, okay? First of all, you got to acknowledge you're angry. You have to mark yourself on a 10-point scale. How angry am I today? How angry am I tomorrow? The next day, the next day, the next And do that for 30 days. Give yourself an, a score in the morning and in the evening, or three times a day, but at least once a day. Give yourself a score. What was your day? How angry were you today? Track your anger. And that way you're going to know how angry you really are. But you won't know that. So on a 10-point scale, just and you can check it out periodically with somebody else and say, is my number correct? I think I was a four today. Do you think that's true? And get the uh, validation from somebody else. So acknowledge it, okay? Tell somebody you're angry. You know, go to a counselor, go to a counselor, go to a psychologist, you know, go to a social worker, go to somebody who's in a counseling role who can help you sit down and think back in your life as to what the source of that anger is and how it's manifested itself and how you've expressed your anger over the years and how you would better be able to express your anger in the future in a positive way. And sometimes anger can turn into positive actions, by the way. We can accomplish a lot of good stuff when we're just mildly angry. Just mildly angry. But we hurt our purposes. We hurt the world when our anger is at that high level, like a 7, 8, 9, or 10. So you have to share it with somebody. You've got to get into a professional relationship with somebody to really deal with anger. You just can't tell your pastor. You just can't tell your spouse. You can't just tell a friend. You can't just tell some kind of a business associate that you're angry. Because they won't know how to help you Dig into the components of anger, as I have just outlined. So you've got to do it through a professional assistant program of some kind. Your psychologist is your best bet. Find one in your community and get talking. Open your life up a little bit. Open your history up a little bit. And have a better future. Don't live with that anger. You don't have to. You see? And you can forgive. You can forgive people who have hurt you. Sure you can. You may not forget it. That's true. But you can forgive them. You can just move beyond and just live without all that anger and just recognize that people are jerks at times. People do stuff, hurtful stuff, silly stuff, and you get hurt by that. Ah, but just kind of, if you want to use the word forgive them, let them be forgiven and then move on with your life. Whether you forget about it or not, that's another whole question. Okay? But let me just, before I end here today, I want to kind of bring one point forward. Anger and alcohol do not go together. Anger and marijuana do not go together. You see, when you take in a drug, whether it's heroin or cocaine or methamphetamine or, or alcohol or beer, wine, liquor, whatever, it doesn't mix with anger. Because what it does, it potentiates 
the anger. It makes it worse. It makes it stronger than it would be otherwise. Where otherwise it might be a four, now it's a six. Where otherwise it would have been a six, now it's a seven or eight. See, you're up in the rage range. So anger and alcohol do not go together. Alcohol lowers the inhibition. It keeps you from uh, holding it back and holding it in and holding it in a contained and calm or controlled manner. It just, it just opens the floodgates of your emotions and they flow out in a very hurtful way towards others. And then other people get hurt. You might feel better, but other people get hurt. So anger and alcohol just do not go together. Some people say, well, just get a punching bag and just go ahead and punch, like punching the pillow or something like You know what happens under that kind of a condition? You learn how to punch. That's what you learn how to do. You learn how to punch. So when you're angry, you punch. You punch the wall. You punch the spouse. You punch the child. You punch the dog. You punch the cat. You know, you punch other people. You know, it's like poking the bear. You're poking the bear. and it's, They're going to come back at you. So angry and the punching bag do not go together. That's not a resolution for anger. You never take out anger on something else. It's You know, anger is not like in a beaker that you can just kind of spill out a little bit or in a glass or a cup. You can just empty out a little bit, empty out a little bit by punching something or saying something or expressing your anger. No. That cup fills up again. Anger has got to be resolved by through understanding and through uh, commitment and through change of life and change of behavior patterns and change of feelings and change of relationships, etc. And lastly, anger and dating and marriage and family life do not go together. If you're an angry person, if you're at the high end of, of, of anger, don't date. Don't get married. Don't have children. Until you get that, get that anger totally under control. And it's been under control for over a year or more. But anger and marriage and family life and dating do not go together. Don't date somebody who's angry. Don't date somebody who's at the high end of anger. Even the moderate levels of anger. Don't do that. Because you're buying trouble. You're going to get in trouble. You're going to be the object of that anger at some point in time. And the violence is going to be directed towards you and perpetrated upon you. Avoid that. Don't date somebody who's angry. Don't marry somebody who's angry. Don't have children with somebody who's angry. Don't do that. Anger is not friendly to relationships. Anger is not friendly to intimate relationships. Because they get turned around. And those intimate relationships become the place where the anger person takes out their anger. Angry people take out their angry or take out their anger on people who are around them and with, with people with whom they associate and people with whom they spend time. So you're going to be the source of the anger expression. You're going to take it out. You're going to be the punching bag. You're going to be the pillow that gets hit. You want that? <laughs> don't. Just don't. Measure everybody on the scale of anger of 1 to 10. And if somebody's over 4, be very cautious. If somebody's over six, stay away, get away, walk away, run away. Cut your risk, okay? Hey, nice to talk to you today on the Psychology Report. We've been talking about anger, so I appreciate that. My book, you can see it on the website. 
booksbyhedberg.com. My book on parenting has a good section there on dealing with anger within the context of family and as a parent and helping your children deal with anger situations. It's a great book to start the new year with. So I recommend it to you. And uh, pick up that book out of the website, booksbyhedberg.com. Bye for now.